Hi, I'm John. Shalom, I'm Avram. And this is our podcast, Rabbi is Pot Kosher. What's up, what's up? Well, I'm here with famed author of upcoming <laughs> on Amazon's top categories for Jewish spirituality and holiday life. Yes, yes. A coveted category. Um, soon by you, as they say. Soon by me, but um, it's really a pleasure to be able to have you on our show here. <laughs> uh, yes, on our show. <laughs> um, Does it feel to be an, a published author? It's um, it's it's an it's a very um, it's a very unique feeling, um, but that's not what we're talking about today, is it? Fine. <laughs> from that what should we talk about well i have i've been watching the dnc have you i've not been watching live um as i was on vacation what wait what yes I what left, is that word i left the borough of brooklyn and went to the village of woodstock wow to reconnect with my wife my love of music I feel like you going to Woodstock is the way some Hasidim go to like their Rebbe's graves. Very much so. Also, I went over the days where the festival actually occurred back in 1969. Whoa. So and, you were very much tapped into was attempting a time space intersectionality, Gilgul. Um, Reincarnation. Yeah. Were I you successful? Quite, I didn't quite make it all the way there. I understand, um, but it was a it was a valid attempt, certainly. Um, yeah, the DNC was not streaming at Woodstock. No, no. Yeah. Um, although they were selling uh, Kamala Harris action figures. <laughs> Where you know how all of these towns have like one like insanely liberal bookstore? Of course, you know the type I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> so this had like that in the front window it's like how in the south by the way you can go to like antique stores and they often have like a confederate section yes yes that's what this was wow. uh, yeah so what were some of the highlights for you i mean you know i'm used to the pomp and circumstance of like the large crowds and the halls and um and obviously they're not doing any of that in, in keeping in line with, you know, safety and science and health. <laughs> Apparently the RNC is planning on, on having a bunch on, on having some type of physical gathering. I'm going to watch it for pure entertainment value. I mean, that's what they're banking on. Do you, apparently they're having this couple that was shooting, that was held gun. Yes. yes. Protesters yes. speak at some point. Very. Yeah. It almost feels as if like the president has succeeded in transforming that whole platform into a tele a, like a reality television show. He's made the whole our whole existence an apprentice episode. Anyway, what um what's some of the Torah that emerged from you from some of the speeches? Well, the this is this is this I you know the question of like which biblical character does Kamala and Yosef, Yosef Biden. 
best represent? You think Yosef? No. Well, his name is jo- Joseph. Yossel. Yossel. Yep. Yes. By the way, there are people are freaking out like about um, how Kamala is married to a Jew. Of course. Um, Everybody knows. It's okay. Can I just say something? This may not be totally PC. Okay. All right. So mainstream Jewish media generally hates intermarriage, except when a popular figure <laughs> marries somebody Jewish. Dude, the, the and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, it's totally fine. It's all it's all clickbaited, bro. We okay. live in a clickbaity world, you know. So you don't agree to that idea? Not really. I feel like I mean, obviously, the internet is always the Jewish media is always excited about when whenever anyone famous is remotely Jewish. But it's like we forget that the president's daughter is Jewish. Like I, sometimes I feel like the Jewish media forgets just how. how? you know, successful Jews are in America. Well, anyway, like, oh. <laughs> she, can, she said that her, um, the title she loves the most, I believe was Mamala, which yes. obviously is an endear sign of endearment. Uh, she has a Devora Hanavia vibe, you know, say more, a, a prophet, a, a judge, prophetess, ju- uh, vibe. Because, well, because she, like, in, in terms of her work as, you know, district attorney or. Um, She's fire. In the courts, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Very strong. And Yosef Biden? Well, do you have an alternative suggestion for Kamala? That seems right. That seems, that seems right. right, right? Okay, now for Yussel Biden. That one could be a little harder. Um. I have, I do have one that that is at the tip of my tongue a little bit. Reveal it. But it's tied into the nature of his suffering, and that's Eov. Everybody knows he lost his daughter and his wife in a tragic accident, and then his son. And I feel like he, he's still like. It engages in the world the saver panim yafos with like with a with a pleasant disposition mm, and you can feel it yeah but you and like but you know he's like a god-fearing humble person yeah because he knows suffering dude yeah and i feel like his response to suffering is also like profoundly you know jewish right yeah also there was they they showed last night at the um Obama is giving Joe the uh, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which was a surprise. Like Joe wasn't anticipating it, and you could see the level of like humility in his like in his it just in his being, in his body, in his posture. Um, he kind of has like Yitzchak vibes. Interesting, you know, right more because like he's a victim of of tragedy right um and but you know in terms of like connecting that biography to the high holidays yeah one thing that we've always connected on is the idea that the chazan the prayer leader for the high holidays um the the mishnah 
the Chafetz Chaim says they need, he needs to be at least 30 years old and married, um, which seems arbitrary, but he goes on to explain that is because that's usually at an age where somebody has like experienced severe trauma and brokenness. Yeah. Um, and you can only have a leader um, who you expect to elevate your prayers um, who has experienced something like that. Like how do you expect somebody to hold all of the brokenness if they themselves haven't done that? Mm. And I see that as like putting all policies aside, why I think he's such a um, strong candidate. Totally. It speaks to just um, the character of, of the man and of the people, you know, like even again, putting poli- even putting politics and policies aside, it speaks to like just the life experience and what has like made someone who they are. I think you're totally right in that regard. It also has a little bit of Yosef, to be honest, of like, it does. It does. It's the, um, well, that, well, that's why I was going to say the flip of Yitzhak because he's also very strong. Like he, he's no filter. He says what's on his mind like that. There's a very Yosef quality there too, you know? Also kind of like in yeshiva terms, he's just like the rabbi in the back. Who's just like kibitzing. Yeah. um, He's a kibitzer saying things that, hopefully sometimes people don't hear outside of the walls in which they're being said. Right. Right. Um, Honestly though, the, there in in terms of those types of like values of God fearing or, you know, someone who's experienced brokenness or someone who tries to live in accordance with like just basic human decency and menschlichkeit, like just goodness that he's like he's such an exemplar especially when you look over it like what the alternative is yeah i i yeah <laughs> i commend him on that so what was and then we'll we'll wrap things up yeah who was another speaker that you felt inspired by and if you could kind of bring out some of the, that torah in their speech the i mean Michelle Obama was like yeah, that was nuts. Just an incredible way to begin the the entire event. Um, she's always been like an amazing orator and speaker, but she captured I think so much of like the heartache of the moment of so many people suffering and in pain and desperate for like really desperate for leadership and vision. Um, did you, yeah. Did you catch her? I read the transcript. Yeah. Um, it's powerful because like you're at home, they're at home, right? Like they're in these, them in their environment. Yeah. And yet like her, I mean, obviously there had sound and lighting and video support, but she was able to really, I think like permeate the, a sense of realness. Yeah. Oh, one last Biden Torah, and then yeah. we'll sign off. I forgot who, maybe she said it in her speech, which was that um, after Joe lost his wife and daughter, um, 
he was still in office and going and was in Washington. Right. Um, but he never lived in Washington like most people in Congress. Mm. He went back to Delaware on the Amtrak every single day to have dinner with his children. Yeah, totally. That alone to me is Diana. He's the type of guy where it's like the Gemara talks about the value of Toho Kivoro, you know, outside like your insights. Mm -hmm. He's, he's sort of, because of the lack of filter in many ways. You, you see him, you see him as he is, you know? Um, anyways, we, we should merit to, to, to elect leaders who can finish my sentence. Um, well, I'll just say this. The Gemara also says that a leader is reflective of a generation. Of a generation, right. So, you know, I think we may be disgusted, some of us at least, about what we've seen over the last four years, but it should be an opportunity to actually look at ourselves in the mirror um, and, and admit that this is a reflection of of our current generation. It's, um, it's also, it was powerful to see and hear Hillary because Michelle remind, reminded us that like, actually she won, right? The, the, the popular vote more by than 2 million votes, you know? And like, there's something powerful about that too, of knowing that. Like, I think she still has like a little teshuva juice left in her. Who? Hillary. What does that mean? I don't exactly know, but like, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't write her out yet, dude. By no, you can't write out Hillary, or Bill for that matter. <laughs> oh Lord, that will be for another podcast. <laughs> All right, peace. Stay sanitized. Peace. <laughs>